Welcome back to the All in the Homeschool Day podcast. We are continuing our mini series on helping prepare your homeschool child for college. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about three things that you can do to teach your child how to think. I want to start out by reading a quote to you. This is from Homeschool Adventures, Learning Through the Power of Field Trips by Melissa Callip. And she says that just because two students walk away with vastly different understandings from a trip doesn't mean one failed. It means we all win. We win when people look at things from different angles, notice different aspects, and come together with various perspectives to solve problems and create new things. Those differences are exactly the real world experiences which open us up. They help us develop the skills that create a better conversationalist, a better employee, and a more flexible thinking adult. By helping your children learn how to think, they will be able to approach new situations with a perspective of inquiry. They'll be able to have an open mind as they're listening to others and engage in open conversation. They'll be able to provide a depth to a conversation that otherwise might stay at a fairly superficial level. I know some homeschool parents worry that their children may be influenced by the world and may not um, have a similar opinion and perspective if they allow them to be exposed to these varieties of ideas. And I'd like to actually encourage you to think about it a little differently. I would like to raise children who do not parrot back my beliefs, which that will happen when they're young and they're learning these skills. But I want them to develop into individuals who can think for themselves. I want them to be able to engage in a conversation with an open mind, be able to think through the situations and the issues to do their own research, form their own opinions and conclusions, and be able to have an honest, open, and engaging dialogue with others that they can present their opinions to other people in a way that others are willing to listen. It's a little bit like iron sharpening iron. I want my children to engage in that dialogue with me. And at times, that has meant that my children disagree with me. And I'm okay with that. My husband and I are very intentional to present our viewpoints to our children, to explain our reasons, to um, have this dialogue and discussion so that they can understand where we're coming from. They can understand our perspective. And as they continue to learn more, they read more, they pray on their own, and they try to form these conclusions, at times they've had a nuanced um, understanding of an issue. They say, I don't agree with that. And this is what I believe. This is what I think about the issue. And it's been really fun as my children have become teenagers and they're doing this more and more. We are having conversations where at times my husband and I stop and think, 
That's a really good point. I had never considered that perspective. Sometimes we've changed our opinions. Sometimes it just uh, enriches and enhances our understanding of a subject. At times, we've been able to talk with our children about the beliefs that they are forming and how they might want to consider alternative ideas and lines of thought. We help them consider the issue a little more fully. So our goal is that by the time they graduate from our homeschool, they are capable of doing this on their own. They can identify those biases. They can um, find the research and know what is reputable research, know what to trust and what to ignore because it's just popular media and it's not um, presenting the information that they need to make their own decisions. So I want to walk you through the three things that we do on a regular basis as we seek to help our children learn how to think and how to form their own opinions. Now, the first thing that we do is that we have our children narrate. We have them tell us what they read. This can be for school books. It could be for something they're reading in their free time. My children are required to narrate what they read for uh, school lessons. Anything they read in their free time, we don't require narrations from that, but I encourage it. I ask them about what they're reading. I try to actively engage them and I try to ask them, so what are you reading beyond fiction right now? Tell me about it. You know, Teach me. Let me know what's going on and, and share your thoughts and ideas with me. There are four things that as they are reading, I try to help them think through. And if you have young children who are still mastering the skill of narrating and they just need to um, practice telling back what they read in a logical order, just keep these in mind for a little later. Encourage them as they're developing these skills to start thinking a little deeper. This requires maturity. And your young children will not be able to do this initially. It will take some skill for them to start pulling out the ideas. Um, I start asking my children about the main ideas in in a passage as a way to help them transition to this next level of narration. I try to help them uh, see, what is the author really wanting you to take away from this? What do you think the author thought was really important for you to remember? And that is a way to help them start identifying the main ideas in a passage. I also ask them what the author's point of view or bias is. Recently, my high school-aged daughter was reading Uncle Tom's Cabin. And we had read about the author, Harriet Beecher Stowe, in a previous book. And kind of how she came about acquiring her information to include how uh, she was experiencing that time period on her own and how that was influencing her viewpoint. So it allowed us to talk about her bias and to view the book in light of that bias. And then I asked them, do you agree? Why or why not? Um, This can be a real challenge for many of our kids, especially when they're still in that black and white thinking stage or as they're transitioning out of it. I actually gave my daughter an assignment 
to write a letter to the editor about slavery and the issues that she was reading about in Uncle Tom's Cabin that were contrary to her viewpoint. And my purpose was just to help her see a perspective from a different angle to be able to engage in a conversation that was more nuanced than her black and white thinking. And she was not happy. In fact, I was filing away papers from earlier in the school year yesterday. And as I was going through and um, just asking, now this was all from this year, right? Making sure I had it in the right place. She looked at me and she said, yes, and don't show me that assignment again. She is still very frustrated that I forced her to express a viewpoint that was contrary to her actual viewpoints. And I was not asking her to change her opinions. In fact, I I agree with her. I had the same viewpoint as her and I was not asking her to change that. I was simply asking her to uh, be able to express the opposite viewpoint as a way to more fully understand what she felt and what she believed. What you can also do as your children are narrating and developing these skills is to ask them, what else do you know or what else have you read that influences your opinions? Encourage them to bring that into the narrations. Encourage them to, um, enrich their narrations and bring them to life by letting you know what else they've learned. It's common that my daughters will be narrating particularly history concepts, sometimes science concepts, and they'll tell me about other things that they've read about that time period that were not specifically covered in the book they were reading, but it was relevant to the time period. And it really enhanced my understanding of what they were telling me. So work on your child's narration skills as that first step in helping your child learn how to think. The second thing that I do to help my children learn to think is that I set an example. I talk about my beliefs. When I read books, when I hear news reports, or I read articles, or even when my children ask me questions, I tell them, this is what I know, and this is what I believe about it. And there are times that I say, you know, I don't know. Yesterday, my daughter was asking my opinion about racism and scholarships and segregation and just how we can um, have a, a level playing field and um, at the same time recognize our differences. And the question that she asked me, I didn't have an answer for. And I told her, you know, I don't know. I've not thought about that issue from that perspective, and I need to ponder that. So let's have this conversation again later after I've had some time to think through it and think through the issue so that I can give you an opinion that is well thought out. So it's okay for you to sometimes tell your children, I don't know. I don't have a formed opinion about that yet. But do follow up, think through it, uh, do some more reading, do some research, and form an opinion so that you can set this example for them. 
As I'm trying to set that example and talk about my beliefs and my opinions, I try to explain my bias and my background. I will tell them based on my experiences, based on my reading, whatever the situation might be, I explain to them, this is why I believe what I believe, whether it's Uh, because of my uh, religious beliefs or my personal experience or the research that I've done, I am biased in what I believe. Everybody has a bias. Um, All education is biased. All books are biased. Everything that you encounter is going to have some bias. And it's important to recognize that. You may agree with that bias or you may disagree But what's important is to recognize that everything is said from a particular perspective and background. And so it's important to help our children learn to recognize that so that they can use that information as they're forming their own opinions. I think it's also important that we back up our reasons with research. It's important that we continue learning. And we talked about this in episode 62 about learning to be lifelong learners and how we can be lifelong learners. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd encourage you to go back and and check that one out. But continue learning. Make sure that you're reading a wide variety of books. I try to read books that are biographies so I can learn about other people and the experiences they've had. I try to read books that um, present... It's more of a continuing education for me. I learn about historical events. I learn about um, new concepts. I might explore some new mathematical concept, or I might learn about a new skill that I'm trying to develop. So I'm always reading. I'm always researching. And at times, I can read a a lot. Um, And at other times, life is all-consuming, and it's all I can do to read just a little bit each day. So regardless of where you are, you can continue your learning journey. You don't have to embark on a big endeavor. Just read a little bit and make sure that you are reading from a wide variety of sources. Now, as you're setting the example, I'd also encourage you to be open to consider alternative viewpoints. This is hard. It's really hard for us to listen with an open mind and to think that we might need to change our opinions. Um, I try to listen to other people and then I research what I don't understand or what I disagree with, but think that they may have um, a valid point or I want to understand their perspective a little more. Sometimes I change my opinion and sometimes I am more resolved than ever that I am not going to change my opinion, but I want to engage in that dialogue. I want to, um, I want to listen with that open mind so that I can understand their perspective In understanding someone else's perspective. It helps me to more fully understand the issue as well as to present my perspective, my opinions in a way that might help them understand my perspective a little more. 
So we talked about having your children narrate what they are reading and what they are learning. We talked about setting an example. And the third principle that I follow in helping my children learn how to think is that I recognize that my children may not come to the same conclusion or have the same beliefs that I do. And this is not about winning or losing. It's not a a battle that I'm trying to uh, make sure that they're on my side. This is about teaching them the skills that they need so they can continue learning, continue forming their own opinions when they move out on their own. In episode 61, we talked about developing life skills for our children, that we want them to be able to live on their own. And um, as we do that, we are going through this process like a child learning to walk. When they are first learning to walk, we're holding their hands and we are um, supporting them completely. And as they transition to being able to walk on their own, they are then able to Uh, need less of our help, less of our support, and eventually they are just off and running. And the same is true with helping my children learn to think. When they are young, I am fully supporting them. I'm providing them resources. I'm helping them learn how to read, how to narrate, how to analyze what they're reading and what they're learning. And over time, I want them to become less and less dependent upon me so that we go through this transition of uh, me helping them to analyze what they've learned, me asking guided questions to help them think through the perspectives and think through what they're reading, what they're learning, to eventually them being able to do that completely on their own. And sometimes that means that they will come to a different conclusion than I will. And I have to be okay with that. We've talked multiple times with our children over many, many years that this is what my husband and I believe. And my husband and I have differing opinions about some issues. Generally, we are pretty close in our opinions, but the nuances are different and uh, we don't completely agree. And so it's really good for our children to hear us have these conversations and these dialogues and to know that even people who love each other deeply are able to have different opinions. And I tell them it's okay if you end up deciding to believe something different than I do, but this is what I believe and this is why. So helping our children learn to think is not about raising children who believe exactly what we believe. In fact, by the very nature of helping them learn to think for themselves, they will probably have some opinions that are the same as ours and some that are vastly different. But I want them to know how to form those opinions and those conclusions in a manner that will be responsible and that they are well thought out. So throughout this series, we have talked about how you can teach life skills in your homeschool. We've talked about how you can raise lifelong learners and about how you can teach your child how to think. 
think. I hope that this mini-series about preparing your child for college has been helpful and encouraging to you and helped you see the possibilities of what you can do in your homeschool and how you can raise children who are prepared for college, a vocational career, or whatever it is that they end up doing throughout their life journey. You can learn more about preparing your child for college and find all of these podcast episodes at triumphantlearning.com forward slash homeschool college. Until next time, have a triumphant day.